Hey, hey! Welcome to Bonus Barrel. I am Rob, and with me is... Seiji. That's it? That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Uh, who's all the all the the left and and Sean and and Shelby fans? You just got the the OC, the OG. <laughs> uh, so I had my first question was how is everyone handling the recent events? Um, so I guess that really just applies to you. <laughs> yeah. So I'm handling as well as I could, I guess. Like I've been working from home for the last three weeks. Yeah. Given the circumstances, of course, there's a lot of people that are losing their jobs and, and it's it's a hard economic environment for a lot of people. Yeah. But I mean, we are like really privileged, right, that we can still keep working. And from yeah, a certain point of view, has been either the same or better. Meetings are easier. Just join the meeting and you're there and you can keep doing whatever you're doing. There's a lot of like, I think, distractions when whenever there's going to be like a physical meeting. Because in my mind, it's like, okay, so I, I got to finish this, right? It's like I have 10 more minutes or 20 more minutes or whatever. So you're kind of like trying to get it done. And then that mentality, I don't know what it does for you, but it, but for me, it just makes me slower and, and it's, it's very counterproductive. At home, I'm just like working and then I just, I just, I don't even care about like physically going somewhere. It makes sense. You know, I was just thinking, um, this, this applies to me for almost anything I have to do. If I have to sit and pay attention to something, uh, it's it's almost impossible. Like even like I like to look at art tutorials and stuff, uh, you know, because I always want to learn. And if I, I, I have way better success if I just draw along with it than if I'm just trying to watch it. So if I'm watching it, my mind's all over the place. And it's the same place with the meeting. And but you know, people aren't going to like they're, they're not usually too keen to have people like on the phone or, or drawing or, or whatever. So when I'm in a meeting trying to pay attention, it is really difficult for me. So with this with this recent uh, work from home stuff, I'm able to kind of put it on, listen, I can draw or whatever while it's going on. I actually have been engaging more. Uh, so I am not happy with the circumstances that have caused this, this change. Of course, I don't think anybody is unless they're insane. Um, but as if we're talking purely work from home, uh, I preferred yeah i would like to keep working from home uh always i don't i don't want to go back to the office at all <laughs> i like i prefer this you got zoom and slack i mean what else do you do you really need you could see my my lovely face on on zoom and and you can <laughs> you know i i don't mind going to the office and and these are thoughts that i never had like before right like the option of working from home seemed alien <laughs> normally i'm not very productive at home right i try to have like like side projects and stuff. I know you are, and and I all I've always admired your uh, your discipline. Oh, thank you. That I wish like I could do. Um, so I get home and sometimes I don't even like play games. I don't know. It's like a time warp where <laughs> get get from from work. I'm all tired and I just kind of like paced out or whatever. And then it's the next day and it's time to go to work. But now mm. that this is my workspace, like I think I've become more disciplined on focusing on whatever the task is at hand right so that is a, a positive because it's also yeah. it's crossbreeding or overlapping or bleeding out to my normal life so now i'm like i i started reading a book and i've been playing more games and i've been organizing you know my stuff it's been it's been good so far you know you're not wrong actually um my so the way my brain works is so if i go to work for the eight hours in the office i don't count that is productive, productive time. I mean, I'm still growing as an artist and shit when I'm doing that. But something about that means that when I get home in the evenings, I feel like I have only a certain amount of time to achieve any other goals that I usually set up for myself, you know, work on this and try to play some of that and blah, blah, blah. But uh, now that now that I work from home, uh, I still spend around the same time, except I don't have to worry about traveling to and from. And uh, I find that I'm less... Uh, rigid about or i feel less anxiety about having time in the evenings i don't know what it is about it like i'll I, at night i'm still working on various things but i don't feel the same like uh drive to i feel like i'm not trying to make up for lost time as much 
it's really strange it's just my brain my brain is 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 an, it's ocd rattled so it doesn't really make a lot of sense half the time but uh yeah i don't know i did overall my i've been able to relax a little bit more but i'm still maintaining uh productivity uh on the evenings i just don't have that dread of like oh, i gotta go to work tomorrow in my brain as much as i used to and because of that like things like getting groceries as like i'm very like it, again, it is because of OCD, but I'm like super structured on, on how I do things at a certain time. It's like from six to eight, I'm going to work on this. And there's no, and if I have to change that even a little bit, I'm I'm not happy. Like I, I don't enjoy it. So like if I had to randomly get groceries in the middle of the day on a Sunday, like I hate doing anything on a Sunday because I have work the next day. So I want to be, be productive or, or, or whatever. And if I have to go get groceries or something, I'm like, oh, this sucks because I have work the next day. But I found that because I don't have to go anywhere anymore um, at, like uh, to work and stuff, I find that's ah, not a big deal. It's cool. I'm at home anyway, so it doesn't matter. So yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Stupid, uh, but that is my, how my brain is processing this this thing. And yeah, I don't. I also don't want us to be like, oh, this is so great. Like we're just talking about the work from home part. The uh, the rest of the, this this pandemic, this history book that we're living through, uh, is is devastating. And I really I hope people are doing okay and keeping safe and distancing and listening to the government. Yeah. And that's the other part, right? So there's a lot of distractions in the news. Like I'm constantly looking at the news. Yeah, same reports. here. I'm, I'm refreshing like the coronavirus disease uh, outbreak Wikipedia page. Like oh, every, every few I've been minutes. On For the first time in my entire life, I've been on CBC relatively frequently checking the news and stuff. Uh, right. So that's, yeah, I guess that's, uh, I hope everybody's is keeping safe, you know, wash those hands and, uh, don't go to, don't party. Final Fantasy VII Remake is out and, and on Friday. Dude. <laughs> so exciting. And, uh, of course I had the, like, deluxe edition pre-ordered. I actually pre-ordered it through EB because I thought that way well, I don't have to wait. Amazon is usually good for that stuff, but I, I really wanted it immediately. Uh, mm -hmm. But of course they're closed, and and then I was like, well, I can just order Amazon, but then the wait time is insane. So I bought it actually last night. I went on to PlayStation Store and, and bought it digitally. <laughs> uh, I am I am going to buy it physically when it comes out anyway. So, uh, but yeah, uh, I am I'm hyped. I played the demo. I loved it. I know we talked about that already. And man, five days from a game from a child childhood precious precious game. Uh, I'm gonna be playing it in a modern in modern times and beautiful graphics and it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna be very nostalgic. I'm really excited for it. I'm pumped as shit. I, I took if I took four days off from work. No, we had Good Friday off. I took three days off from work, so I'm gonna have six days off and I'm just gonna go ham on playing this game. At least that's my hope. I, I I'm gonna try not to be productive in those six days, but that, uh, it's a constant battle in my brain for that. But uh, yeah, I'm going to play a lot of it regardless. It's going to be yeah, a lot of fun. Dude, I want to hear all about it. Because this is something that you've been waiting for. For at least 10. I'm trying to think of when I... I remember the... Okay, I think it was 2004 or 5. Probably 2005. When they had that PS3 tech demo. Uh, showing showing Cloud jumping off. They re recreated the first like 20 seconds of Final Fantasy. Everybody, they said it wasn't a remake. Everyone knew. Everyone who paid attention knew it wasn't a remake. But you still saw Final Fantasy VII in a PS3 graphic. So everyone was really like, oh, I want this. I hope they do a remake. That's when the remake thing really... Well, actually, there was rumors about being a PS2 remake even before that. That never came. <laughs> so we were always rumoring that. But then we saw it, what it could look like. And ever since then, I'm like, yes. And then Advent Children came out and all the other spinoffs. And like, come on, I want a Final Fantasy VII remake. Just do it. Just make it. And then 2015, they announced it. And like, oh, so it's coming. And, and five more years later... And uh, it's it's finally here, part one. <laughs> part one of it's finally yeah. I think you've been waiting for the whole time BB has been alive. Absolutely. Yeah, I've been waiting for... You know, Final Fantasy VII always stays as, as at least my top five, but usually my number one. If, I have, if I'm forced to pick a number one, it usually stays there because of how much it influenced me creatively and how many... Like, how much I was delved into that game when I was a kid. I did not have a lot, a lot of other, like, amazing things going on in my life when I was uh, a teenager, but video games and, and RPGs were a good escapism thing for me. And I found seven was the, that and Pokemon were the first two I really got into. So uh, yeah, I'm really pumped for it. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I hope 
I mean, the demo was fun. So I'm, I'm, and honestly, I think, I, I think you, you usually, I don't know if I run the show, I'm probably the easiest to please when it comes to a video game. Uh, so, so would you good. say this is like the highest profile remake ever? It's got to be, right? It seems. What, it seems what other like major it. remakes were there? Like, there's been lots of remakes, and I and I like a lot of them. But what's like, what's one everybody's been clamoring for for ages? Well, the thing is that usually remakes don't make this much noise. Like, there was a remake yeah. for Wind Waker, for example, yeah. right? That's an example, which is my favorite game. And I think a lot of people don't yeah. know about it. <laughs> yeah, Shadow of the Colossus was another one that people were excited for, but True. I don't remember anybody like clamoring for it. Like, I don't think it was like. No. Before it was announced, I don't think they'd be like, oh, when are they going to remake Shadow of the Colossus? I think like a lot of people were excited when they announced it, like at the show and, and immediately after. Yeah. And then kind of like, I didn't know if it even was released. Can you think of ones that would, would garner that kind of quite hype? Because I got one right off the top of my head. I think if they're going to do a full-on remake of, of Ocarina of Time, I think that would turn a lot of heads. People you would think? be like... Oh, because everybody's everybody's because there's been for, one, right, for the 3ds. Yeah, but that, that was more like a remastered port. It wasn't really like a full-on remake, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's true. I okay, mean, so, I mean, yeah. like a full-on like current gen. Well, I guess in this case, Breath of the Wild <laughs> gen graphics for for uh, the Switch or whatever the next console will be someday. Like, I think people would be like, "Oh man, I'm excited as fuck for this." It's just that it's hard because we th there's a line right between. Like there's a port and then there's a remake because you, you're you making it with a new tech or you're changing enough stuff, right? That it's yeah. not a port anymore. So it's a remake. Um, and then there's like the next step, which I think is what's happening with this game. Because you just made a remake of Ocarina with the same stuff. Like there, there, there would be some wonkiness that that wouldn't be acceptable anymore. I want to, I'd want them to change the, the gameplay too a bit to make it better more modern of course like if, if they're going to do a remake like i like when i say like i feel yeah, like like they're doing ff7 i would like them to do or ocarina is one i think would be hype worthy enough that people would be like like really losing their shit because i think that there's two parts that go to this it has to have been extremely nostalgic for a large portion and then still maintain that prestige years later and i, I know ocarina is one of those games i mean that that still holds that so i'm gonna say something that maybe it's not Maybe it's like sacrilegious, right? Okay. But the thing is that these games, like late nineties, late nineties games, like yeah. fifth gen, sixth gen. I mean, sixth gen, they're, they're they're I guess fine, but fifth gen is it's it's kind of old already, right? It's kind the of PS one era. A PS one, Nintendo sixty four. Yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's closer. Terrible. It's closer to like the the primitive days of gaming than to <laughs> more modern games. Right. Yeah, it is. Like, I, your Super Nintendo has aged way better than the next gen. So I think that. that our generation, we tolerate those games and we can go back to them because we grew up with them. But if you were yeah. to re just just straight up remake them, like, they're not really good anymore. Yeah, no, you're right. There's a lot of tediousness of older games. Like, uh, I'm thinking of, like, Chrono Cross or, or Xeno, uh, Xeno Gears would be fun to see remakes. But like I don't want to necessarily like I think about those games like oh I miss those games I really want to play them I want to replay them but then I get start playing them and like ah oh, this is so clunky and tedious I wish <laughs> I wish it was better It's just that the times is a different mood like back then you could We're sit down and kind of like spend hours yeah but now it's like everything is is quicker snappier uh, you're you're expecting a certain quality of life when you're playing a game. Yeah. Right, and the PlayStation, especially compared to the N sixty four, its load times were not fun. No, like no. the port of, port of Chrono Trigger, people consider really poor just because there's load time even opening the menu, and that was the one I played. The first Chrono Trigger I played was the PlayStation one. I have played it since, of course, on other better consoles. But yeah, and Chrono Trigger, the way Chrono Trigger is another one that if they were like we're doing a full on three D remake of this, I think people would be would be pretty pretty hyped for it. At what point can you can you still call it a remake, right? Because you were if if they were to do that with Chrono Trigger, like they they would grab like I don't know the characters and the general story and the plot for or whatever. RPGs, it's easy for RPGs because you have the story and the characters. You keep those relatively the same, the same type of setting, and then even if you go crazy on like changing the environments and stuff to be more you know 
beautiful and nuts. It's still going to feel like that same game because of all the, of the because RPGs are so invested in story and characters. And, you know, you make sure the attack names are the same, even if the function's not the same. The enemy enemy designs are all, you know, just crazier versions of what they were. I think you're safe. You're, it's going to feel like it. But imagine going to do something that didn't have that as much. If, like, if you're going to remake, I don't know, Super Mario World or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, like imagine doing that in the same style as super as um odyssey like it's yeah. not gonna even if you use the same settings and stuff it's not gonna quite feel the same what you're saying like i think they're like reinterpretations right yeah no i i get your i get the nuance mm-hmm. of, of what you're getting at final Fantasy seven based on the demo is, is it still felt the same it felt it felt like more of what i loved but the gameplay was dramatically different and even even while playing them, I, I know I'm constantly going, oh, this is different from this, and this is different. And all these characters are saying way more now, and they're they're more involved in the story. But it just felt like more of a good thing for me. It mm-hmm. still felt like Final Fantasy VII. It, it, it felt like the, like the original game in, in some aspects, but it felt bigger and better. But I, I get your point, though, because at a certain point, is it, is it the same? Is it the heart of the same game? If you've remade it so much that it's compl- almost unrecognizable. But I don't think FF7 is quite that point. It's still recognizable. They're still using camera angles and shit from, from it to get that nostalgia. You know, you'd be like, "Oh, I remember this view, or I remember this happening. Oh, this is so cool." Mm-hmm. But then everything, then every, then the next forty percent of what you're playing is completely new, and then you get that one percent of like, "Oh shit, I remember this. This is awesome." And I feel like it just kind of fills in those those gaps with uh, new stuff. I don't know. It just for for this so far, and this is only based on the first hour of gameplay. It uh, it felt authentic to the to where it came from. That's good. But I, I can definitely see how a point where a game becomes just a reimagining of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Versus just a just a port. But I I don't know. If I think if we're gonna do it nowadays, like I, I have two preferences. For an example of the Switch. All these games coming out in packaged, like uh the collection of mana. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh there's some Dragon Quest ones I haven't ordered because they're not over here yet. But stuff like that, like just collections with a little bit of like you know a safe state system and a few other little you know quality of life things i love that and then so the flip side of that if, if you're gonna do a, a, a 3d remake or whatever i want you to go nuts like remaking it i want it to be like crazy i don't know crazy crazily done like go all out uh change things if you have to you know what i mean like i like those i like both extremes i like a, a collection port it's just a port or a crazy remake and not I'm not necessarily interested as much in a slightly shinier version of something that's already that I could already get a hold of easy enough if that makes any sense yes I think the yeah. in, in gaming product there's a lot of of what you perceive of the game in terms of how it's framed like if you frame it as hey this is a collection of games right so if you're in that mood like oh, I'm gonna play a bunch of like old games you will tolerate a, a lot of this stuff but say yeah. like one of those games in that collection gets packaged as a standalone and then they they want to sell sell it to you like for $40 or whatever like yeah. it wouldn't be acceptable right <laughs> yeah not if it, not if they haven't changed shit in it you know exactly. like i don't know like and it's really a funny inter- discussion because it is saying like okay so it's literally saying that these games don't hold up because they're old it's like it's like even if you took something from oh, shit uh so it's almost like saying age makes a game worse, even if that's always the case. But if you were to re-release, I don't know. So let's say something from like last gen. I was like, oh, cool. We're bringing out the, this, this, actually they do that. But usually it's cheaper. That's my point. Ah, I'm not making any sense. Basically, like an older, if an older game comes out, you can't package it at current gen prices, even, even if it's on a new system. So the last of us, if they bring the last of us uh, out on, uh, PlayStation 4, which they have, and and that was only like a few years after it was on the PlayStation 3, and it had slightly upgraded graphics. They they I don't believe they charged the the eighty dollars that games usually are. I think it was like a forty or fifty dollar one. So like if you were really so if I were to take a Super Nintendo game, let's say Chrono Trigger, and they just released it now hmm. as is, people aren't going to be like, why is it eighty? They're going to be like, why is this eighty dollars? I'm not paying eighty dollars for an old game. Why does being old make it less? Like, because Chrono Trigger and Super Metroid hold up really well. And if I could buy a brand new box copy of Chrono Trigger, I, I would pay $80 for it. But that's, that's the collector in me. But people don't, they don't, they, they don't equate 
old games as being as valuable as current games. But in some cases, older games are better than some of the current contemporaries of, or sorry, some of the current games now. Uh, but you would never pay that price for them. We've had discussions about similar things in the past, and it's yeah, you're right. It's, it's difficult. It's difficult, and it's difficult because uh, part of why it's difficult is because we're old, right? <laughs> but I don't know, like like Shelby, when when we were, that, that's why I, I like having Shelby in the show because you. She would be like, yeah, you guys are, are geezers, right? Like, Yeah, it's depressing. And it's the amount of nostalgia that you have accumulated, right? And, and all of this stuff, like, it gets linked to, like, specific parts of your childhood or, or growing up or just life experience get, gets tied to whatever you're experiencing at that point. A certain song yeah. will give you certain memories. And that's what I noticed when we were having these discussions. We, we were, like, in this... Echo chamber, you and I are like, yeah, but old games are great and stuff like that. <laughs> so you will come into a conversation like, this game's terrible. And like, oh. Yeah. What? Yeah. She's a kid, though. Kids don't know anything. Talking about Nintendo, I think I think they're having, like, the timing of Animal Crossing was, I, I want to say good because there's nothing good about all the situations that we're yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. But overall disclaimer, nothing. we're not happy about this. We're just finding... Silver linings here and there, or just or just things we've noticed. It came at the at the right moment. Yeah, Animal Crossing is like the type of game that I want to play right now when times are. So Everyone's fun. playing it. It's it's insane. Everyone around me is playing it. It's I so say. relaxing, and it's. So I, nice. I wish I understood. I've heard on Twitter just people. Yeah. Like, hey, sell me on Animal Crossing. I think Josh from Friendly Toss posted something to to that effect. He was like, "Hey, sell me on Animal Crossing," because he was really enthusiastic about games, right? And I was yeah, like, of you know, everybody's playing it, right? So you're like, oh, I kind of wanted this. Like, even I felt like, oh, I kind of want to play Animal Crossing too. But then I think about like, I don't really want to play it. I just want to play because everyone else is. In my mind was like, yeah, you can't sell people on Animal Crossing. You either like, if you see and you find a cute, you want to play it, you, you play it. But and then you, you you'll know if you like it. Yeah. But if you see it in like a live simulator, where you catch bugs and like you just <laughs> walk around with yeah. no objectives like if you if you find that that idea boring already then that's what you're gonna get i don't know no i get you like when i yeah. see animal crossing i'm like oh that's so cute i want to play it so i when yeah. i played it the first time I, I couldn't understand it but i was strangely hooked i'm glad and i still find that really hard to explain i don't know what what it is <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i'm happy that i am happy that everybody is, is super happy and pumped to be playing playing these games but it's, I, just, I, it's, uh, it's such a nice game so you give no damage to Animal Crossing? No, no damage. But at yeah. the same time, some damage because I know that some people... Right, because it's recommendation, right? I'm, so you're I'm, like, ah... I'm not going to recommend it to everyone. Yeah. So three quarters or one quarter damage. Then. But at the same time, I would. <laughs> oh, right. all right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> it's like I want, I want everyone to experience that feeling of niceness because there's not a lot of nice games where everything is wholesome yeah and I see cute, what you mean. right yeah and not in a yeah. well, there's only like the one bad thing about animal crossing new horizons right now and is that ugly bunny they have in this event right now <laughs> there's like an easter bunny i've seen he, it he's called yeah. zipper and he's replacing like whenever you see like a crack in the ground you know you're gonna find a fossil and fossils are pretty cool because you, i've seen the museum the museum's really rad because you can either donate them to the museum and compl complete your collection, yeah. right? Or you can sell it for a lot of bells. You so get those bells. every time you see a crack on the ground, and you only get to see them like a couple times a day, you mm -hmm. get excited and you you dig it out with a lot of gusto. It's like, yes, this is a good thing, invariably. But now there's a lot more cracks. And most of the times you dig out eggs, like Easter eggs. Right. And that sucks. Huh. That, that is, uh, that, sounds, that sounds rough. Sometimes I'm fishing. <laughs> yeah. And you, you you see like a good size shadow and you're like, mm -hmm. ooh, this is going to be Big old gonna be fish. Good. And then it's an egg. You, what, you get an egg when it looks like a fish? But there are eight types of eggs, you see. There are leaf oh eggs, God. and there are stone eggs, or rock eggs, or whatever. And there's Can like... they be used to evolve certain Pokemon? No, they're used for... So, uh, th this <laughs> this version of Animal Crossing has a crafting system. Yeah. Which is pretty nice. I That's like cool. it. I love it. Um, <laughs> so, you use those eggs to make Easter 
related decorations and they're all okay. ugly and I don't like them. <laughs> I don't like this event. I understand so it though. And, and it's inter- like, I would say, like, I don't like it and nobody likes it, right? If I was playing this game alone from what I'm reading on the internet and if, stuff like if that. If Megan was up, I'd ask her. But, but Erica loves it. Because okay. she has this mentality of like, oh, it's an event, time limited. I like collecting stuff and making stuff and having all of the same type of stuff. I love it. Is she playing her own or playing with you? We're, we're playing on the... It's, that's the thing, man. Like, you, you know how when you play a game, uh, a Switch game, and you go to yeah. your profile and it says like, oh, first played this game a couple of days yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't tell you the amount of hours that you're playing it from the, from the get-go. They have to wait like a week, I think. Stupid. So I was looking in my profile because I, I, in my mind I was like, I, I don't think I've spent that many hours with this game as I think I have spent. So I was checking, right? And it was just say, oh, you played this game four days ago, five days ago, whatever. And then I saw someone on Twitter saying, oh, now you can see how much time you've spent in the game. And I went to look and I was expecting eight hours or something like that, right? Like yeah. a lot, like a big number. It was 40, man. It was 40 already. And you know what? The thing is that it, that, that number could have been much higher if not because we're, we're sharing the same console. Erica also right. had 40 hours logged in. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> okay. I'm really curious. We could do a, a fun little thing. And if, you, if we don't think it's fun when we're actually when you're re- recording it, uh, I want to go onto my Switch profile and see how many people, what kind of crazy hours that they've had. <laughs> For animal gro- so i have one friend here a uh-huh. hundred hours or more uh <laughs> <laughs> so you check out another one oh so many people are playing right now a uh, hundred hours or more the next person 55 hours or more for him uh see somebody used to work with 70 hours or more uh here another person uh oh they haven't been playing it long enough to see another person playing it uh 35 hours or more oh our old pal criddler 30 hours or more Another old friend, 115 hours or more. <laughs> Jordan, here we go. Only 35 hours or more. I'm a little disappointed in Jordan. Oh, actually. she got it recently, I think. Seiji, 50 hours or more. There you go. Oh my God. Let's see. Oh, JP hasn't played, or Sunday or Jay hasn't played it at all. That's just disappointing. Oh, Mrs. Q Dog, 60 hours or more. Let's <laughs> see. <laughs> We're outing our friends. <laughs> Megan has 105 hours. Dude. You know, Megan, we really should go into the topic, but one real thing. Megan, of course, my partner, uh, she played Breath of the Wild on my Switch for uh-huh. like 200, 200 hours. That's and strange. then she got her own Switch. And while waiting for Animal Crossing, she restarted it again. And she has another 105 hours on that. Such a good game, man. She really likes Breath of the Wild. You know what? Know. In Animal Crossing, what, what happened? They learned a lot from mobile games. Oh yeah, and that has made the game, and maybe a lot of people won't accept it because they hate mobile games. But I love them. I love mobile games, so I'm biased, right? So the truth must be somewhere in the middle. But I think <laughs> that mobile games have made Animal Crossing better, and Minecraft. You know, in a world of uncertainty, there's only one person I trust to save us. You know who that is, Seiji? Is it Mario? You know it. a little tongue-in-cheek uh a, a little levity i i hope uh not not meant to be done sensitively or anything like that just uh i was like what should we do for to- oh, dr mario uh dr mario a 1990 action puzzle game what wikipedia says produced by gunpei yokoi and designed by takahiro harada uh d- developed by nintendo r and d1 composer was uh, tanaka uh, Hiro Kazu Tanaka. Every, you know, everybody knows him from the Tanaka song and all the other stuff he's done. Uh, started a, started a series. Doctor Mario is still going, uh, relatively recently too. 
platforms, NES, Nintendo VS, System Arcade, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, NES, Wii, Mobile, and uh, also Wii U, right? Sort of. Dr. Yeah. Luigi. Dr. Luigi. Uh, okay, so that, yeah, it's Dr. Mario. Um, so the first question before we dive into it, of course, and this is going to be an easy one for both of us to answer is, uh, have you played it before? And if so, do you remember the first time that you did? I played it a, a lot before. I don't know if I remember yeah. the first time because I must have been pretty young. But I kind of remember when my father bought a Game Boy and I think he got it to play Tetris. And of course, I have memories of playing Tetris and Dr. Mario. To me, the Game Boy was like a puzzle machine. So <laughs> I don't remember the was. first time. And, but I do have my copy here when, from when I was a kid. Ooh, that's, I like that. I have it in my hand right now. And so it's always been with me. What about you? That's awesome. Uh, I definitely played it as a child. I don't remember. I don't. I, I feel like I owned it. Because like back the Nintendo and buying used games was a very different thing back then. Like you would go to flea markets, or at least this is my experience as someone living in, in Eastern Canada. We would go to the flea market and there would just be bins of like Nintendo games for like a dollar or five dollars or whatever and yeah well it was something really cheap they weren't they were not very expensive nintendo games like right around when the super nintendo were out were like <laughs> dirt cheap and so i would go to the flea market and, I, and so i feel like i had a bunch of nintendo games way after they came out and I, I i'm not actually positive if i had dr mario or not but i know for sure i played it and i know for sure that my babysitter or my mom's friend of the family they had it as i would definitely play it at their place and uh yeah, I don't even know if I own a copy of Dr. Mario, but now that I think about it, I really should try to find one. But yeah, I definitely played it as a kid, and I think I played it on and off a little bit as I got older, like with friends or something here and there. But prior to playing it for this episode, it must have been a while, actually. But it's still fresh in my mind. It never felt, it didn't feel like I was going back after a long time, but I'm pretty sure I hadn't played it in a long time. So I don't know uh, what that feeling is. But yeah, it's definitely a game that I played when I was a kid uh, at at least at other people's places, if not yeah. at my own. And uh, I enjoyed it. I, I, I was never good at it. Um, so what version did you... Did you play any for this episode? Um, or are you just going by memory? Yeah, I, I'm mostly going by memory. I played this game so much. But I did it... Um, yeah. I was looking at videos from all the other games that I in the series that I haven't played before. And there's there, there's a yeah. lot of games. Like, it says in the Wikipedia, I think... There's so many I think it games. says in the Wikipedia that there's... Um, a Dr. Mario game in every console, right? It that's what I read somewhere. I think it was in the Wikipedia. Every Nintendo, every Nintendo console, console to date. But I don't remember it being on the Virtual Boy. Uh, there there was a uh, one for the GameCube. Eh? Oh shit, there was too. I don't think I've seen that before. Is it Japanese? It's only? Japan only. Yeah, but maybe not the Virtual Boy. So that might be the the exception. But it's a good exception, I guess. Yeah. So I played the NES one via the Switch and. So the NES game has 20 levels that you can select. And then there's four like bonus levels that you get only after you beat level 20. Um, I actually did manage to beat level 20. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm not sure if I beat 21 or not. I counted. I, I got a congratulations screen once I beat 20. So I went through 1 to 20. Mm -hmm. I was just playing it uh, every once in a while. I'd pick it up and play it. And actually, really fun. Uh, can be very challenging. Uh, I at least use the rewind feature at a frustration at least once or twice because of my fucking dumb hands. I would like hit the button too fast and then I'm like, ah, oh, come on. Um, but, I, but I mostly just kept replaying the stages over and over again. Although it was funny, I was using the save state to start the level over again, not realizing that when you get a game over, you can just select it immediately. I thought I had to build my way up to unlock the levels, but they're actually unlocked pretty much from the get-go. Uh, and also, when I switched from medium to low, I had a much easier time. <laughs> another another example of my getting old, I guess. Uh, but but overall, though, I had a lot of fun playing it, and uh, yeah, it was it was it was really fun. I think we should go through the releases first. The first release, it was interesting to learn, was the Japanese one. Okay. So July 17, 1990, and it's a double release. Really? Oh, Game Boy. At the same time? 
for the Famicom and the Game Boy. Oh, yeah, at the same time, same day. It was a Tuesday. So then, so that was July 17, 1990. Then we go into October 14, 1990, and we get the NES version, which is yeah. a much different box. And the and the Game Boy version was December 1st, so like a month and a half later. Uh, it's the exact same cover. They're both the same. Uh, but man, look at those jacked up viruses. They are ugly. They look just like 1980s, 1990s uh, monster things, you know, like the, that, that, <laughs> it's so typical of that time. 80s cartoon kind of thing. Yeah. 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 It's like, you know, all those. Very Western. Yeah. Abs- 1000%. They are really ugly versus the ones that are actually in game or the box art on the, on the Japanese one. Uh, they're adorable. Oh, I just yeah. noticed on the, the Japanese one, it says virus dangerous enemy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason it says times 10 i don't know what that times 10 supposed but you, to be. you see i think they did in in the western illustration they did a really good job with mario but those viruses are they're terrifying pretty ugly the background's fine it, it's kind of un- like the viruses kind of blend in with the capsules i think that's cool so that they use for the for the gray version the, the monochrome version they used a, a pattern a full black and a full white and then shapes to kind of get over the lack of color i mean that's kind of interesting because the 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 nintendo one they just largely rely on color and, and then shapes for the viruses but even then you're still you're still the first thing you're looking at is still the color so they have to be a little creative to get around that yeah my preferred version for both tetris and dr mario is the game boy version i think it looks nicer more responsive i haven't played but it maybe but it's because i, I grew up with it i'd like to get that actually i'll have to check the price of uh of dr mario now, something interesting that happened is is in between the North American NES Dr. Mario and the Game Boy Dr. Mario, there was an arcade release of Dr. Yeah. Mario. Yeah, the, the Versus system or Player's Choice or whatever, right? The Versus, I think. Yeah. Yeah, the Player's Choice came after in December 31st. Okay, okay. So it was 1990. One... Uh, December 30th, 1994 is when the SNES one. This one is a North American exclusive. Yes. Tetris and Dr. Mario. Yes. Which is a good combo. Do I have that game? This compilation of Tetris and Dr. Mario, which is still using the classic um, art covers from the NES uh, era. Yeah. So this combination couldn't be released in Japan because the Tetris name was owned by a different company in Japan than in North America. Okay. Or something oh, like that. I do have this game. Oh, you do? I do. Nice. I didn't even realize it. Huh. That is not a straight port. It has better graphics and stuff. Very uh, similar to what they did with um, Super Mario All-Stars. That's a great port. Uh, yeah, uh, the viruses look worse. because <laughs> they, they tried too hard. There's a little transparency effect. You can barely see them under the magnifying glass. <laughs> and that background is really gross looking. Yeah. The, the actual think... gameplay is fine. But... Yeah, so this version... Although it wasn't released, I mean, this this package yeah. wasn't released in Japan. They did grab the remake of Dr. Mario. And they broadcast uh, that game in the Saddle of You right. thing or Nintendo Power cartridge. I don't. There's a couple of things that I'm really... My, my knowledge of those kinds of things are pretty shaky. But I, I believe that you would buy like a memory card. It's like a blank card in Japan. I think they call it yeah. like a Nintendo Power cartridge or something. And then there was a service that you would connect to some form of internet. I don't know if it's if it would be called an internet, but some sort of a network. Yeah, they're like broadcast at certain times, right? What a weird yeah, system. And then we go on to so that was two thousand March nineteen ninety seven to two thousand was was when it was broadcast. So what's yeah. the, all right? So next we go down here to April eighth two thousand and one for the N sixty four again another North American exclusive. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh, well, oh, I want to read the story. All right. Uh, so, so Dr. Mario in the cold caper. Flu season has struck. Ooh. Now, Dr. Mario, armed with the mighty mega vitamin, is busier than ever treating patients. But wait, Wario and his mysterious mad science dean are <laughs> on Mario and eyeing his magic cure-all. Of course, Wario just wants to get rich. But who's a mad scientist working for? The intrigue is deep, and the action is fast and furious as all sorts of villainous types scramble to get their hands on Dr. Mario's Mega Vitamin. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit, I want this game, though. This looks fun. It reminds me of so much of Pokemon Puzzle League, um, the way it looks. Uh, that's, that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. Man, Mario, just me- Mario keeps those Mega Vitamins for himself and isn't helping other people. What a dick. I know. Big, big, big <laughs> Mario there. <and> his- <laughs> 
fucking here for all. Oh man, I, I imagine the mushroom, the mushroom like news, or the mushrooms like message boards are, are all full of conspiracy theories about. Like all these toads are like on, and they're like they're like on message boards, and like, man, I heard that Mario's mega vitamin can cure everything, and Mario won't distribute it to all his people. And then Wario's on there, and he's like a troll, and he's like, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna steal this mega vitamin myself. <laughs> yeah, uh, a little too. So that was that was that's fun. Have you played Mario sixty four? I haven't. I have neither, but I want to. So now I'm gonna keep my eye out for Mario sixty four. Yeah. And now you said this is, this game was included in the Japanese release. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, so Nintendo. a little comeuppance for us. You know, we we're like we're like ah, <laughs> Japan. You don't deserve a Doctor Mario for the N sixty four. So guess what? You're not gonna get one. And then Japan's like, well, guess what, bitch. Nintendo GameCube, you're not getting one of those because it's a release in, in just Japan, right? Yes. Thank God. Do- February 7th, 2003 for the GameCube. Japan exclusive. So and and then and then to one up us even more, they took that version of Dr. Mario and they put it into this one. Oh, it has Panel Pawn on it. Yeah, it's called Nintendo Puzzle Collection. I love Panel Pawn. For those who don't know, Panel Pawn would be Tetris Attack. Oh, so so when they brought Tetris Attack here, was Panel Pawn? They renamed it or reskinned it? Panel Pawn on the Super Nintendo got oh, that's fun. remade or, or like ported, but they changed it to Tetris Attack, and they <laughs> they use like a Yoshi kind of theme. Oh, so they get the the, the Mario USA treatment to it, mm-hmm. the Mario Two treatment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind yeah, of. Cool. Yeah. Oh, that looks, this looks like a cute game though. I I, I would like that. That'd be a fun one to have too, actually. Looks like a few different. So they have a Yoshi's Cookie, or sorry, Yoshi No Cookie, uh, Panel Dupont, and Doctor Mario on there. That's mm-hmm. uh, that's fun, man. And we never got that. That's that's sad. Yeah, I've never. So this is a surprise. Okay, so before before we jump to the Wii, which is one I didn't even know Doctor Mario was on, uh, October twenty fifth, two thousand four, is for the Game Boy Advance. We got one of those uh, uh, classic NES series ports. But whoa, okay, okay. This is kind of funny because this is almost like what we were talking about earlier, earlier on uh, about games that were basically repackaged X amount of years later uh, and charged at, I'm pretty sure this is charged at the regular Game Boy price, which was still cheaper. It would be like 40 bucks, but this is Whoa. Game Boy Advance and it's not even like, it's not even that different. <laughs> no, it's a straight it's port. The same, it's, it's the same, and it's just the one game. So whenever I see these, like I never want to buy them because I'm like, that's one old game. Like they didn't even mm-hmm. du- dual package it. They should have threw Doctor Mario and Tetris or something on there. Then I would have been like, "Oh, cool, two for one." But they're giving us this like NES game with no diff- no enhancements at all. Although it looks, yeah, no enhancement at all. Fuck. The only uh, sort of enhancement is that it's wider. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because the Game Boy Advance has yeah. like a wide screen. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's funny. So you know you can skip that last physical release. Oh, huh. of yeah. of that of that one. Every every Doctor Mario release from here on is gonna be digital. That's yeah. depressing. Digital only. No yeah. wonder I haven't known about them. Yeah, okay. I know. So then we go to uh, March twenty fifth, two thousand and eight. This was released digitally first in Japan as Doctor Mario and Saikin Bokometsu, which means like Virus Buster, I think, or something like that. Huh. I haven't played it. I looked at a video and and I have a screenshot here and it looks it has kind of like the same kind of layout here. <laughs> It looks pretty similar, but with kind of like 3D graphics. Yeah, um, kind of. So nothing much to say. It's pretty, pretty much Dr. Mario. Although I think that it, it would be worth mentioning at, at this point that there was a little bit of a Dr. Mario revival with the Dr. Kawashima uh, Brain Age or Brain Training. Right. You remember the, those I, games? I never played it, but... If you play that game for a while and you, I don't remember what was the requirement, but you have to like get a certain level of progress in the game, it would unlock a version of Dr. Mario, but it was called Germ Buster or Virus mm. Buster. And it was like a, a, a non-Dr. Mario theme version of Dr. Mario where you would like, you know, play Dr. Mario with, with your stylus. It, oh. was, it was okay. It was fun. Okay. Pretty relaxing. And then this game on the Wii then got ported to North America on May 26, 2008. Okay. So just a little bit, it's the same year, a couple of months later, as Dr. Mario Online RX. So then we have December 24th, 2008. Choto Dr. Mario. <laughs> it's like, a, what, a little Dr. Mario? Yeah. It's a, a little, little Dr. Mario. Yeah, Choto. Okay. 
and and just like it says, it does look like just a little bit of Doctor Mario. Same yeah. same thing. Every time I see Doctor Mario, it looks identical. Yeah, the bottle and you know Doctor Mario Mar standing on the top right corner. Viruses that you're eliminating somewhere on the screen. This one's a little different because it, it's split screen since it's for the DSi. And then there's another one, right? For the DSi? This same game, Choto Dr. Mario. Oh, we've uh, seen the version. Get, gets ported to D, as DSiWare as Dr. Mario Express. For oh, DSi. I like April little, little 20, Dr. 2009. Mario. Little Dr. Mario. <laughs> take, yeah. uh, take a little Dr. Mario with one cup of water. The next one is pretty interesting because it mm. got released in North America first in December 31st, 2013. Okay. And the reason why <laughs> they made the effort to release it in 2013 oh. was because it was the year of Luigi. That's right. I remember <laughs> the year. Of, uh, damn, it's 2013. feels more recent than that, but holy shit. Seven years ago. Well, six years ago, more or less. Yeah. Oh, so man. Dr. Luigi is what was pretty much Dr. Mario. It has some differences. Some, you know, it has to be somewhat weird because it's Luigi. Some <laughs> I, I think that there was a mode. I, I think I, I actually played this one but it wasn't that that good so dr mario is kind of like a b-list franchise for nintendo and they've been letting other parties like second parties uh made these games and they're kind of a little bit wonky sometimes and they add some some strange strange things they added some new viruses here and some l-shaped yeah they do look different vitamins right and this game got released worldwide i guess like two weeks later in january 13 2014 and then we have July 15th, 2015, for the 3DS, Dr. Mario Miracle Cure, or Dr. Mario Gyakuten Tokyo Yaku and Saiken Bokumetsu. That's a mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought I, I thought I'd go for it. More Dr. Mario. I'm looking at the screenshots here, and yep, that's, that's Dr. Mario for you. Um, holy shit, nothing changes. Uh, interesting. Have you played this one? No. Yeah, I haven't either. Because there's Luigi there, and he has the L-shaped mega vitamin. A little different there. There, there's probably has to have more game modes. Would have to, um, like a versus mode or whatever. But I haven't played it. No, I didn't know it existed. <laughs> and then here, what is the last one? For last, so the last one I played very much. Oh, good. Also, Erica, my wife played it for a bunch of hours too. July 9, twenty nineteen. Yeah, uh, Doctor Mario World for mobile. And what is different about this is that capsules, they fall upwards, or rather oh, they, wow. they they float up or something. I guess the viruses are some sort of a uh, liquid. And that's because of the way you hold your phone, right? That yeah, you, and I think uh, it's brilliant. It's actually yeah, pretty, it is. pretty, because it will be uncomfortable to play it. Right. You'd have to do like virtual controls or something otherwise, right? It's still Dr. Mario, but the controls are different enough that it makes it stand alone. This is like the most different one that's come. Besides the L shape, this is like the only one I've seen that kind of shakes it up a little. Bit. The main difference is this: in most Doctor Mario's, the capsules have like two halves, and one of the halves could dissolve or destroy one of the viruses, and then the other one will keep falling, and there will right. be a chain reaction. But in this game, the other half you're still free to move it around. Oh, that's really? Even much. after it drops? Oh, that's different. Yeah. So real quick, because we never apologize to explain it, but I, I feel like most people know. There's three colors in these games. There is a yellow, red, and blue. And we'll get to the, the lore of these. These are slightly... They have, they have names and whatnot. But anyways, so basically you have a pill. A pill will drop. You can usually see a preview of the next one coming. And it'll either be like a solid red. It's always in, in the original ones. It's always two pieces. So it, it could be like one color or it'll be a combination. of one yellow, one blue, blah, blah, blah. And basically you're just trying to stack up to four uh, or more. And if you get four or more of the same color, the, you know, ideally with the virus in there, it will disappear, and the rest will drop. So, you know, you can do chain reaction. And you can, and basically your control over the capsule is its direction as it's falling and its rotation. And that's pretty much it. You, and basically, unlike, say, a Tetris game where you're kind of, things are constantly dropping and you're trying to clear and keep it as empty as possible, you start with a certain amount of viruses on the screen, you just have to clear them. You could be mm -hmm. full to the top almost, and if you still clear that last one, you've won. Um, so, and as as the game goes on, like I think it's either I want to say sixty four or eighty viruses towards the end of the NES, one. and then you have to basically clear those, and it's it, it's hard because you don't have much space to work with. 
So yeah, that's that's basically the gameplay, and it's it's quite it's quite fun, it's quite chill. Yeah, so it's kind of like a match four game, except in the mobile version, which is quite literally a match three. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I I, I, I want to play that so far. I might I might that. So then we have, uh, so Seiji, this is my favorite section of yours. Yes. The Dr. Mario Info Capsules. And this is great because it's thematic. So I, I want to go through some of these and I definitely want to read shit. So here's the story of my name is Dr. Mario. So I, I want to read this. This is from the NES version, I take it? Or the yeah. Famicom? Hi, everybody. I'm Mario. How's it going? Over the last few years, I've been involved in some pretty wild adventures. Now, believe it or not, I work in the virus research lab in the Mushroom Kingdom Hospital. Today, I'm about to begin my research as usual. Dr. Mario, something terrible has happened. What's wrong, Nurse Toadstool? One of my experiments has gone out of control. <laughs> the viruses are spreading quickly. Oh no! We've got to do something. I have developed a new vitamin that should be able to take care of it. I hope this stuff works. But we talked yeah. a bit about the North American versus uh, Japanese one. Is that this is the red one? What, do you have the names of them nearby? The blue one is is chill. The red one is is fever, and the yellow one is weird. But those are not official names. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, but they kind of like are in in some universe, in some so, dimension. Well, let's let's go with it. Fever looks like he has a Hitler mustache. I just wanted to point. That's a weird. Oh, like yeah, yeah. In the so, Japanese version, yes. And they all look and he, has, he has a tail, right? He, too. He does. And the fucking English version, they all look so stupid. You guys gotta look them up. Look up the two versions. I'm not gonna say that the Japanese designs are amazing. I like I think they're cute actually. But the the ones in the North American ones are awful. They are so eighties. I I can't look at them. Uh the yellow one has a Wario face. <laughs> we talked a little bit about this before the show. Uh took a couple of, of screen prints from the Nintendo comic system. Super Mario Bros. Introducing Dr. Mario. I loved these comics when I was young. I didn't have the Dr. Mario ones specifically, but I definitely had some of the uh, Mario ones and some of the Zelda ones. And uh, they were great. I would get them and then I would draw from them and stuff. That's what I did when I was a really young child. But we got a comic panel here. I guess this is where they named them. Oh, this is fun. Do, should we should we do a, a rendition of these ones too? Should we oh boy. Read these comic panels out. Okay. All right, so, so I guess I start, yeah, you right? Start, yeah. Dr. Mario, the experiment has gone out of control. The special microscope magnified the viruses for real. Do something. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, how do you do? Call me chill. I'm fever. And I'm weird. And now so are you. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope that, that audio dramatic reading will really help people get into the spirit of... Uh, Dr. Mario. <laughs> so, and then you also included the Dr. Luigi virus. Oh, they have names. These ones actually have their names. Yeah, dizzy, confused, and drowsy. So I guess these are just symptoms. Mm -hmm. I, lo I love the idea of fever and chill, because those are both symptoms, and then just weird. And also the names of the uh, the music tracks. Yes, yes. Fever and chill. It's weird. Yeah. There's no third track. It's only two tracks, right? Yeah, that's what's weird. That is weird. <laughs> so in the mobile version which is I, I uh, find interesting here. And there's, a, there's apparently 30 doctors. That's crazy. Oh, Dr. Fire Rosalina. I love Rosalina. And fire, oh, so they have their fire modes. Okay, why not, I guess? I guess when you, when you want to skin a bunch of things, you just throw uh, their power up over them. So do they have different, because you've played it, do they have different effects or is it just decoration? So I've only played with a few of them and they do have different, they, like each doctor has like a special. Oh, awesome move yeah so i think mario like eliminates on a on a vertical line it will all viruses in a vertical line and i think peach does horizontal or something like that and then bowser has like a like a cross version some, something cool. like that i like that. that that's that's fun oh they have a dr luma that's cute yeah donkey kong man donkey kong's always buttoning on mario's time oh man 
you're talking to Waluigi looks looks pretty fly there. That's some nice hair. I didn't realize he had some some sweet sweet hair under that cap, man. If they just took off that fake nose and mustache, he'd be a handsomer guy, a more handsome dude. Uh, yeah. So that 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 was fun going through all that stuff. I don't hope it was fun for the listener. Um, but, but I guess we should it. probably go to damage, eh? We're gonna damage. What's, what, what's we damage the whole series? Because, yeah, or? the series because they're they're all the same. I I mean I played the original. Oh, I think we have a person just jumped into our call as we were doing damage. What's going on here? It's Lef. Oh, hey Lef. Super late to the show. There he is. Yeah, we were just just in time for damage. Have you played Doctor Mario <laughs> at all in any way? Like, oh God, fifteen plus years ago. How old? How old, how old is it? It's super old, right? Nineteen like, ninety. Nineteen ninety. Yeah, I was gonna say. I remember. I think it was for Game Boy. I played it on like a long. Tell us about it. This is a good time. Sum, us, sum oh, man. up your, your experience with Dr. Mario, then you can damage it. So, like, I don't, I don't have a great memory of it because it was so long ago, but I remember thinking at the time being like, hey, this is the better Tetris. That, that's how I always looked at it as a kid, as I was like, oh, why would you play Tetris if you have Dr. Mario? <laughs> so it was always just like the better Tetris is, is kind of how I remember. They're so different, though. <laughs> oh, I, I, without a doubt, but that's all I can literally remember. So the damage system is basically a recommendation system where we're responsible for one heart's worth of damage each. Uh, you can do full damage, meaning you don't recommend it to anyone, you hate it, ter terrible, and no damage, where you uh, love it, recommend it to everyone. Uh, and I guess we'll just do the general series because they're all basically the same, and uh, the feeling of them all is relatively the same. I played the NES version most recently, and Seiji played the mobile version most recently um but for cohesion we'll just kind of do a, a series recommendation or not and there'll be two hearts worth because only two of us have played it recently enough for it to matter and uh, i'll go first i like dr mario i like dr i had a lot of fun playing it and that was the old one i'm, I'm interested in some of this other stuff i'll tell you some negatives about it though like the fact that it's, there's no physical copies after uh, what was it after the Game Boy Advance is kind of a bummer because like I can't imagine these stuff these will stay forever on like the WiiWare and shit like I, I doubt you can even get the WiiWare one uh, the 3DS one will be dead soon eventually that's kind of a bummer and that that makes it playing it a little bit harder but then again you can always play any of the older ones and you're still playing the same game so I'm gonna go with one quarter damage I still think it's worth playing it's still a fun puzzle game Mobile is super accessible, so you can play it that way. And uh, yeah, uh, fun times. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with anything that you said. Um, Dr. Mario is a game that I guess back in its time could be packaged as a AAA production, I guess, right? Yeah. It, 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 it's simple. <laughs> it's a puzzle game. It, it's, it's pretty much like Tetris. I, yeah, I think it has a lot of shared history with, with Tetris. Yeah. Classic puzzle. I think everyone should play it. Of course, if you're newer player and you're expecting you know this this grand adventure you're not gonna get that but um you get a really nice puzzle game and in that sense i think if you grab any of these games mm -hmm. um and it's 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 pretty much everywhere um on the on the switch you can play it with the uh oh the nintendo online yeah nintendo online thing and or you can play it on your phone yeah. you you get a a new reimagined version of it but I'm gonna focus on the on the gameplay, and the gameplay is stellar. Yeah, it's and really fun. I, I puzzle games are my favorite genre of game, so I gotta go with no damage. I had no idea that they released a mobile version of the game. It seems like it's fit for mobile. Like I don't know why that would not be a thing, since Nintendo seems to be getting into mobile games a lot more. And I'm I'm installing it right now because I actually oh, nice. want to play it. Yeah, I do. Too. Um, uh, so I don't know. Like I don't. I, don't, I feel weird damaging because I haven't played yeah, it so long. Damage. But it's 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 iconic. It's it's Doctor Mario for God's sakes. Everyone kind of recognizes Doctor Mario. So I, it's hard not to recommend it. It you could enjoy it even if you're not great at it. It's one of those games that anyone could pick up and play and enjoy. So I, I, I'm just gonna go bold and say no damage on Doctor <laughs> Mario. Yeah. All right. I mean yeah, that's so. essentially the the same anyway. So three, uh, two and three quarters. You know, if I if I if you guys had gone first, I damage. <laughs> That's rad. Um, cool. So there, there we go. That was our that was our uh, Dr. Mario portion. And now to wrap things upside down. Left. Nice to hear from you, my friend. 
yeah. lot of new games have come out that you've wanted to, to play. Some Mountain Blade or some shit? Or... Yeah, Mount, Mountain Blade 2 came out in early access, but my computer is all kinds of messed up, and my computer seems to enjoy crashing, so I, I can't play it. Um, I've been I, There's a bunch of games I've been trying to play, but they just keep crashing. I need to do some computer tune-ups or maybe replace some pieces in it, but that's just that's another story. But it looks good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, you know, Cartridge Club is still a thing. Uh, if you're listening to us, you know where to find us already. Uh, thank you for that. And uh, I'm Rob. Left. And Sagey. So long.